Hello and welcome to Not If I Reboot You First, the podcast that takes our favorite properties and reboots them before Hollywood has the chance to. It's a little bit like brainstorming fanfiction. I'm Lindsay and I use she, her pronouns. I'm Tanner, they, them, and this week, Lindsay, Tanner, Jake, Motaro, Mortal Kombat! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, thanks for having me. <laughs> Jake's back. I'm back. We're doing another video game. I realized that today, that all three of these, but this time, y'all are familiar with it uh, because, uh, at least more so than the other two. Because last last two, I got I got nothing. Those that's on me. I had nothing. <laughs> So after this, no more video games. If I come back, and at least this time, are we do? Are we? Are we? I. What are we doing exactly? Uh, okay, so I guess technically it's not a video game, but it's it's we're doing two Mortal Two Combats. Okay, that's what I that's what I thought, and I was like, I really hope I'm getting that right, and I didn't just watch this movie for no reason, even though it was I loved the movie, so I would watch it for any reason. <laughs> there's never a wrong reason to watch Mortal Kombat. Any of them. Maybe there's a wrong reason to watch the second one. I like Annihilation. I don't think it's good. Like, no one thinks it's good. But, like, I do think that if, unless you are Chris Haley watching it every day for 365 consecutive days, it's going to be a fun time if you just watch it once. He did a ser- he did a, a, a podcast series called, um, like, I Will Defeat Mortal Kombat Annihilation <laughs> or something. And he watched it every single day for a year, a thing I do not recommend anyone does for any movie. Oh God! Um, yeah. So, uh, other than that one instance, I think any given Mortal Kombat movie is a fun time. And also, unless you are uh, Josh Nichols, who hated this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was. We were saying before that you know we would have tried to get Josh the Golden Goose on if he liked it, but <laughs> would have been an uphill battle otherwise. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, this week anyway. He's he's not recording anything this week because it's his birthday week. So I mean, that a, too, a double uphill battle specifically this week. But yeah, he did not care. I think he's too deep in the Mortal Kombat paint. I think it's the problem. Um, and I'm not very deep in the paint, so I enjoyed it as a movie that was pretty stupid but still fun. <laughs> yeah, and I. Mortal Kombat is one of those things where, like, I try to get into it, and then I look up the lore, and I, I can retain bits and pieces, but trying to, like, string them all together in a cohesive narrative is indecipherable for me. They've, like, rebooted, like, the video games have rebooted themselves, like, three or four times because they have that problem, too, so you are not alone. Oh. Yeah, they're... I, is it, like, the comic book problem of just getting too dense, so they're, like... I think so. Well, my my understanding was they wanted to always be rotating the old characters out and newer characters in, but after the third game, no one liked any of the new characters bar, like, one or two people. There, it's very few people make it that, it like, become favorites. Uh, like, they're all in it still, but it's just like, yeah, if you want to play as the cowboy guy, you can play as the cowboy guy, but, like... Well, I think the cowboy guy is one of the newer ones. He is, yeah, but... He, and he might he look like I said I'm not very deep in the paint but like no one's talking about rain you know what I mean like no one's like give me rain where's rain except for me because he's my favorite to play because he's really cheap I was <laughs> I was also thinking what if we put rain in this Lindsay oh yeah L- Lindsay what's your Marvel comedy experience 
<laughs> uh, none. <laughs> Listeners, Lindsay and I met where I read a violent Shakespeare passage to well in English class, and she passed out. <laughs> <laughs> so like, that gives y'all an idea of how well she'd be able to handle a Mortal Kombat I almost told her to watch the movie beforehand and I said actually just put the kill count video on in the background <laughs> yep that was a good decision uh, yeah there is a part where someone straight up gets sawn in half so I don't I don't think uh, if you are not into that you would uh, you would not have a great time oh I don't even need visuals I have listened to podcasts and had to stop midway through and lie down <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> I like true crime so much. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, yeah. I'm th- I'm thinking more like the 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 drags of like 4 through 8. No one no one's holding out for Bo Raicho or I don't even know who that is. Exactly. <laughs> I was trying I was trying to think of the people who no one cares about, but I can't name them cuz no one cares about them. I know. There's a guy who looks like the old dude from A Kill Bill. There's a woman with a very diaphanous hat. Uh, I know there's a bug lady. Who's, she's also who's one rel- of the newer ones. She's See, that's, relatively I, new. I, I I know like the first three and the most recent three because I was almost going to get the most recent one. And then I was like, what if instead I bought food? <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't I don't know. My my favorite Mortal Kombat character to play as is Tanya, who everyone has decided that they do not care for. And so I don't know if she's come back or not uh she was in like mortal kombat 4 she had a boomerang and that's what i liked about her because i was 10 and boomerangs were dope i mean fair yeah that's and that's like basically where it starts and ends with my like deep cut mortal kombat character like this movie i'm like who is this person there's a couple people in there i'm like who is this flying lady does anyone know (laughs) that's nitara who i she's also from four if i remember correctly and i think like she's one of the only people from four that people really like other than, I guess, Maya? Tanya? See, Tanya. I call her Maya because she looks a I... lot like Maya from Killer Instinct. <laughs> uh, I don't... I I had no clue. Who, they're like, this is... And I've already forgotten her name. Flying Lady, even though you just said it. Uh, and, and, and in the movie, it's like, oh, here she is, finally. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know who this lady is. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's Nitara, as beautiful as she is deadly. Now go kill him, my beautiful Nitara. Oh, you're dead. And then she dies immediately. Yes. So, um... Yeah, Kung Lao does a flawless victory, and then he sings an entire dubstep song about it. It's great. Who's a, And Kung Lao is a dork, and I'm glad he's dead. <laughs> no, I like him! I hate that dork so much. <laughs> I was gonna resurrect him! Well, I, look, we still can. I'm, I'm not true. against it. I just think We're gonna have to resurrect dork. a lot of people. Um, yeah... Probably. Well, I mean, again, there's a there's a, there they did leave out some favorites, uh, some of them in a weird way, like they left out Katana, but they did bring in Melina, whose whole story is that she's Katana's sort of twin in a way. She's like a half clone, but they put some nasty DNA in her so that she's got a big mouth. Yeah, they they put the 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 big uh, shark mouth people DNA into a Katana, and you got Melina. Psych, Melina's first. <laughs> some for some reason. So, like, we have to bring back Melina just so that, like, we can have that story between her and Kitana. And also because the actress, Sissy Stringer, apparently wrote an entire essay about how great it would be if she could play Melina in order to get the role, and then she did. Cool. That's awesome. If they, Because they're making a sequel. They have greenlit a sequel. Yeah. Um, and I think that they should just get her to play Kitana, too. Yeah. 
because uh, that makes the most sense to me. Yeah, and I think they do that for a lot of twin characters anyway. <laughs> so I'm guessing the sequel runs on wrestling rules, where it's just like, story is kind of like, whatever. Yeah, in the in the first one, so, you, so Lindsay, you, you have not played a, or seen a Mortal Kombat. No. <laughs> okay, so the basic premise is that there is this fighting tournament that everyone from a bunch of different realms which is a place that fantasy things always lose me. Like as soon as you start mentioning like there's 40 realms or whatever, I, I, I'm like, okay, just get, move on. Uh, but they all come in, they fight for dominance or whatever. And yeah. uh, out, Outworld, which is like the nastiest, it's just like, a, it's like Mad Max land, but like fantasy Mad Max. They've been cheating. So they've already won nine of them. And if they win 10, then they just like, they get the whole kit and caboodle. There is not a Mortal Kombat tournament in this movie, in the first movie, uh, in in Mortal Kombat 2021. They didn't do one, which is bizarre. And then at an hour and 20 minutes in the movie, they go, we should do a Mortal Kombat, but we, the premise is that we can't do a Mortal Kombat. So literally, Raiden just sends them to Mortal Kombat stages, and they do a little quick Mortal Kombat and call it a day. It's very <laughs> bizarre. Uh, but this one, Two Mortal Two Combat, <laughs> should probably have an actual Mortal Kombat tournament in it. Yeah. yeah. Um. So that's a good place to start, right? <laughs> I th- I think we should only wait like twenty minutes to get the actual tournament underway. Yeah. Th- so, but the first thirteen minutes of this movie, of 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 Mortal the the first Mortal Kombat, is is not basically nothing to do with Mortal Kombat. It's it's Scorpion and Sub Zero's like history back in ancient times, and it's the best movie I saw last year. There's these 13 minutes. It's so good, uh, and it's almost completely unrelated. It takes place like in a house. Like it's great, but then there then at the end it's like, and that's how Scorpion and Sub Zero happened. Anyway, now we're gonna go watch this dude get beat up in an MMA match. Cool, everybody cool. Oh yeah, Cole. Yeah. Okay. So here, here's the thing. I like Cole also. I also like Cole. Okay, I good. also like Cole. I was worried I'd have to fight to keep Cole. I have important no. Cole plans. I like Cole a lot. I think his Arcana, which is a dumb like the, <laughs> the notion of Arcana itself is like a dumb conceit. Arcana is just like what the movie calls their Mortal Kombat powers. I don't know why they video gamified a movie based on a video game that didn't have this thing in it but they did um they had to explain how all the humans could hold their own against you know like the lizards and the cyborgs and whatnot sure and i i can appreciate that like they explained the superpowers but they gave such a bare bones explanation that they might as well not have so it doesn't like upend the whole thing yeah it's and it like it's very inconsistent like uh uh Full-on pyrokinesis. He can create and control flames, including turning them into a big dragon, which is radical. Mm-hmm. Then there's Kung Lao. He gets a hat, and that hat can make him teleport, so it's like a cool hat, but it's mostly like a saw blade hat. And then there's Kano, who has one... Brackets. One eye laser. Just the one. <laughs> Left eye, no laser. Right eye, can laser. And then there's... Cole who gets a shirt <laughs> <laughs> it's like he gets like the Black Panther movie suit shirt where like it absorbs the power and then he can smack it back 
on my first watch, I thought that the shirt he like when he got beat up because he's called like the human punching bag early on, like as his MMA career is basically like we need someone to get beat up. No one will do it for 200 bucks on an hour notice. Get Cole Young, I think his last name is. And so they get him and he comes and he like tries to win. But he's a professional jobber, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Essentially. And um, and so the they give him a his arcana is like a cool shirt. And when he gets punched by Goro, who's dead by the end of this movie, which is bananas. He gets punched by Goro. It like glows where he gets hit, which is pretty cool. And I thought on my first watch that like the more he got hit, the more like damage he could output. And I don't think that's true. I think that's just me making up the coolest way to make this shirt work. It just gives him tonfas. Well, I I was also under the impression that the more he got hit, he could like redirect that power back. He did. He does it with the uppercut. But then after he gets the tonfas, the shirt doesn't even glow anymore. It's like you got enough energy to get your cool sticks out. Maybe they only got enough budget for one uppercut. Right, yeah, I I would like to amend it so that he can absorb any uh damage and then output that the more damage he has done. Because that's a pretty cool idea, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but there's... I think there's like three important characters that need to be introduced for this movie, and we can introduce them all really quickly at the beginning. Okay. First, you gotta get Kitana, as we said. Sure. A really easy idea I have for introducing Kitana. We show like a jail cell or something, like a prison in Outworld. We can just have the thing, Chiron appear on the uh, bottom, this is Outworld. And we'll have one of the characters that no one likes, like patrolling the prison. I don't know, there's the brown ninja, I think his name's Quake or something. I know I know about five of the I guess upwards of ten ninja palette swaps. There's there's so many ninja every ninja is a palette swap of a different ninja. Yeah, and three of them are in the first movie and two of them don't make it out. <laughs> <laughs> um but we'll we'll put Brown Ninja in there because I don't think he has any bearing on the plot in the future. Sure. And he's going to go up to a cell and talk like, oh, Princess Kitana, I bet you wish you could fight for Mortal Kombat, don't you? He looks in the cell, it's empty. Wait, what? And then he'll get decapitated by a fan. And we see Kitana, and then she runs off. Then, like, yeah, just like, fans. This sequence takes two minutes. Next scene. <laughs> yeah, moving yes. on. We need, we gotta get Johnny Cage. I don't yes. know if this is on your list of three, but Johnny, Johnny Cage, Cage is... Johnny is, Cage is third out of three. The second okay. character we need to introduce. We're, it's it's gonna be the, the, this kid who's like, it's kind of rough and tumble. He's on the streets. He has to fight a bunch of punks in an alley or something. Okay. Uh, and then he's he's gonna like be almost completely beaten up, and then we get scared off, and he'll think, ah, I intimidated them, and then he'll turn around, and then he'll see the ghost of Sub Zero, and Sub Zero's gonna be like, you are my descendant, and I demand that you fight for my honor in Mortal Kombat, and he's gonna be like bestow the birthmark on him okay the the birthmark thing which is also made up for the movie is yes. wildly inconsistent also yeah so in the movie you can only fight in mortal Kombat if you were born with the special dragon franchise logo birthmark but you can steal <laughs> the birthmark from someone else if yeah. you kill them and so you you the way you said that makes it seem like those were the rules I don't think that's the rules in the movie. It seems like Cole is a very special case and that he was born with it and everybody else got it from killing someone else. So maybe whoever they got it from was born with it, but... So more Highlander rules? 
yeah, yes, pretty much is how you get to do a Mortal Kombat is Highlander rules. <laughs> the movie's look, it's a fun movie. It's not a good, not a good movie. It doesn't have it's, to be a good movie. No. Look, this is Fast and Furious, but with martial arts. Yeah. Yeah. It has a very Fast and Furious feel uh, to it. There is a um, whole there's a whole subplot about how Sonya Blade doesn't have the mark, so she can't be trained for Mortal Kombat. And then when they split up to do a Mortal Kombat, but not official Mortal Kombat, she has to fight Kano, who he is the laser eye. Also, neglect to mention his his actor is Australian, but his Australian voice is so Australian that you'd think he was faking it. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. Uh, it is a very Saturday morning cartoon Australian. <laughs> Um, he sounds like he's Canadian doing uh, uh, a... <laughs> Hi, I'm Kano. You might as well be Kano, for real. <laughs> I'm going a laser eye. Uh, yeah, it's... Um, I looked him up, too, because I was like, where's this guy's from, like, Utah, right? And it, no, he's from Australia. So I guess they were like, more. And he's like, <laughs> okay. And they're like, no, more. Uh... <laughs> He yeah so Sonya kills him spoilers and um, <laughs> and Sonya who is my wife by the way uh, this is my favorite version of Sonya god she's amazing um she kills him with a with a garden gnome <laughs> stabbing nice. him in the head with it and uh and then she gets it and then sort of there's a whole plot about how like you need to like activate your arcana like you need to like figure out how to like tap into it and like that's what activates it um, the thing that Josh hates the most about the movie <laughs> is that Jax's arcana is his metal arms, which he gets earlier, and then when he activates his arcana, the metal arms get metalier. Like, they get bigger. They're like little skinny arms, and they turn into, like, you know, regular big metal arms. And Josh hates that so much, and I think it's very, very fun. Sub-Zero ices his arms off early in the movie, and they think yeah. he's dead, and then when they find him again... <laughs> He's got like these little T-Rex arms and then they, they become the big Jax arms after. They yeah, there's like little like bolts and then you see like the little these little skinny skinny like they're just bones basically and then his arcana is metal robot muscles for his robot arms. <laughs> and um so there's not really a rule set to what arcana is, but there's a whole plot about like you have to like find out how to activate your arcana. Except Sonya, she's got it. Off screen between getting it and coming back in like one minute, she's figured out how to tap into Arcana. She knows what it is and she uses it to kill Melina. <laughs> like, it's like boom, boom, boom. Cool. Yeah, it's, it's because she's awesome. She's the best. Uh, she lives in a trailer park in Indiana. I love her so much. Um, so that's, I, I agree with, um, with, with Sub-Zero, Nina, or, or I guess Behan coming yeah. back. Um, that's that's like one of the the main things I know is that the Sub Zero in Mortal Kombat One canonically died, and the, all the subsequent yeah. Sub Zeros are his descendant Bihan. Actually, I think it's like his brother. But in this version, no, well, Bihan is is Sub Zero. I don't actually know what his the second one is is called. Oh, um, let me check. But yeah, but every other one is like his like descendant or his brother or something, and um, then he becomes Smoke, who is sometimes a robot, sometimes not a robot, just a regular ninja but a ghost ninja who doesn't have ice powers anymore and has smoke powers now, whatever that means. Um, so I do want him coming back for to to get a Sub-Zero 2. And then Johnny Cage is the third one that we got in because they teased Johnny Cage at the end of the movie 
in what can only be described as the wildest uh, movie poster title I have ever seen in my life. The actor's name is Johnny Cage. He's a martial arts actor named Johnny Cage. The movie he's in is called Citizen Cage. That's bananas. That is like if John Cena was in a movie called Citizen Cena. That is fully unhinged that they did that. <laughs> uh, you don't see a face or anything. You just see like the big belt buckle. I think it should be played by uh, WWE superstar Mike Demisbazanin. Yeah. Um, I... Not only because he looks like Johnny Cage should, I think, uh, but also he's been playing Johnny Cage accidentally in the WWE for like 15 years. So, <laughs> And also he said he wants to play Johnny Cage and also the director said he wants them is to play Johnny Cage. God, if they don't do it, they are just absolutely missing out on a perfect a perfect version of Johnny Cage, I think. Um, so now I I'm not super familiar with the, here's here's everything I know about Johnny Cage. He has sunglasses mm-hmm. and in the first movie he was played by Teen Wolf star Lyndon Ashby. Uh, okay. Like in the in the nineteen ninety six movie? No, in MTV's Teen Wolf. Hold on. When did a Teen Wolf have time to play a Mortal Kombat? No, he was technically he he was dad of Teen Wolf's best friend. <laughs> but but I'm so but, confused. <laughs> L- Lyndon Ashby was in Mortal Kombat, the first movie. Uh huh. He wasn't in the second one. He was played by a different guy, but that doesn't matter because he dies immediately. And then years later, Lyndon Ashby played Sheriff Stalinsky in MTV's Teen Wolf. Okay, so here's what happened. You said Teen Wolf, and my brain was like. That is a show exclusively stabbed and run by teens. There's no way an adult man is on that show. <laughs> and I was like, how did one of those kids play him? That movie was, I was six when that movie came out. There's no way one of these teen wolves is playing him. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if a teen wolf did show up in Mortal Kombat. Uh, there is a, a surprising lack of star power in a way that I found pretty refreshing, uh, uh with, with the exception of Hiroyuki Sonata, who is like a top 10 best actor of all time, um, who plays, he plays Scorpion, the coolest character in the movie in a walk. Um, and I knew, uh, uh, Makad Brooks, I have seen him in things. I'm sure I've seen something Louis Tan was in, but gun to my head, I could not tell you anything he's been in and then i don't remember any other other than uh, ludy lynn who is zach in the power rangers movie uh, yeah mm-hmm. who is shredded in in the first mortal Kombat movie he is ripped like jesus oh yeah <laughs> he was great um he had a he did a weird accent that i'm not quite sure where it was supposed to be from i think well he he's from china they probably said like he probably was using his normal accent, and then some higher up was like, "No, he needs to sound more Chinese." Much like how uh, Kano needed to be more Australian. <laughs> yes, uh, that that's fair. I also, anytime somebody does like uh, an accent, that I'm like, I don't know where that's from. I I usually assume it is like from one specific town somewhere in the world, because um, they're on on Buffy. Uh, the there was a Slayer Kendra. In season two, and everyone's like, you're doing a very fake accent. She's like, no, I'm doing a very, very accurate accent if you are in this one town in the Caribbean. It's, <laughs> but nowhere else does it sound right. Yeah, um, one of the actors on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, 
who played Gemma, she got the same thing because she has a, she's from Sheffield in England, and apparently not a lot of people in North America know what people from Sheffield sound like. And Sheffield is a major city in the UK. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah I, I love that. That's one of my favorite, like, weird accent notes. Is like, no, it's actually very uh, realistic, asterisk, if you know where it's coming from. <laughs> <laughs> Just for the reference, I would like Lyndon Ashby to show up as like Johnny Cage's agent or something. That would be very cool. I would like any of the uh, Robin Shu who played Liu Kang in the original ones uh, is great. I would love for him to show up as literally anybody. Uh, I was really hoping they were going to make him. Uh, there was like rumors he was going to be um, Shang Tsung. And I was like, yes. And then he wasn't, obviously. So he could, I don't know. Maybe he'll be Shao Kahn. Maybe. Um, I feel like Shao Kahn should be Dave Batista. Oh, that um, would also be cool. Be- because uh, that guy rules, and I would love for him to he like he every other movie he gets to be like a really actual villain, and like like a like just a, a large man who's nice. And he was he was a bad guy in Dune. Yeah, and then he's going to be. Yeah, he was uh uh really good in that. In the three seconds they let him be in the movie, I'm <laughs> assuming in the second part. In Dunk Two, he'll be he'll he'll get more. <laughs> um, <laughs> don't get attached. I have no uh, like. I've heard someone turns into a worm at some point in the books, and I hope they never get there in the movies because that sounds very stupid. The for books the very get cool very movie. weird. No, that's when I'm gonna start watching the movies. <laughs> I'm reading the books right now. They get fucking weird. Yeah, so I, uh, I that, that's what I hear. Uh, I loved the first movie despite it being a quarter of a day long, um, uh, which is my new crusade. Is like shorter movies. <laughs> so, uh, but that movie was really fun because like every eight minutes something was happening, so they mm-hmm. it kept my attention the whole time, and that was nice. Um, also, like he's a. Dennis Villeneuve is a very good director, so like he knows what he's doing. Yes. Um. But anyway, so he so so Big Dave is bad guy in that one. Then he's going to be in Two Knives, Two Out, where he's probably just going to be like a nice man who's large and imposing, but is actually nice. <laughs> and then so to Mortal Two Combat, Shao Kahn, yeah, <laughs> a big yeah. man who kills people. Yeah. Simple as that. But yeah, yeah so it's pretty easy. <laughs> so okay, so we're so we we ourselves have not gotten to the Mortal Kombat yet. Um we have Kitana. <laughs> we have I looked it up. Kwai Liang is the second sub zero. Okay, yes, that that sounds that sounds familiar. And he gets assigned the title of Sub Zero by the previous Sub Zero Bihan. And then the I know the squad from the end of the first movie of Sonya, Cole, Liu Kang, and Jax. They track down Johnny Cage. I'm thinking, why are they going for Johnny Cage specifically? Do they want to, like, do they just think he'd be cool to have on their side? No. They <laughs> they have to already assume that he has the birthmark. Well, he's in movies where he has a shirt off, right? Because yeah. he's an action star. Yeah. So his shirt comes off, and I assume at some point someone's like, that's a dragon mark. There's a, there's a screen cap of him on Sonya's Pepe, Pepe <laughs> Silvia board from her trailer. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> Um, her her board where she's like, yeah, and here's Nighthawk from the video game Mortal Kombat, and then here like here's just a whole bunch of weird Mortal Kombat shit all over the place. Uh, was something that I was like, give me more of this, and then they literally burnt it down, <laughs> and I was like, no, I want to see the board. We'll we'll reveal that she has like a secondary warehouse with an even bigger board. 
I was ho- like, I, just like, hey, I took a picture of it. So <laughs> the director was banking on people like you doing that. I was like, that's where they that's where they hid a lot of Easter eggs and stuff. It was there, and then there's like a like a a couple murals in the temple that they're like, here's a here's, it's not it might not be Baraka, but it's a Baraka, whatever their species is called. It might be Baraka's. He might be Baraka Baraka of the clan Baraka. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Baraka Baraka and Luigi Baraka, <laughs> the Baraka brothers. <laughs> oh, he uh, he's there for a second, and then I, there's like a couple others are like, yeah, here's like you know the, from Mortal Kombat. Here's some of them. But I was just like, they burnt it down fighting reptile, and I was like, no, I wanted to see more of it. So she was just like, oh, I took pictures. It's on my computer. She put so much work into it. You know, I just don't want to see it all go to waste. Exactly. But yeah, they tracked down Johnny Cage. Here's so here's my pitch for Johnny Cage is that. They find him, they tell him all about the Mortal Kombat, he's like, oh, oh, that's great, that sounds so cool, I love it, I'm, I'm sign me up. This whole time he's gonna think they're trying to recruit him for a movie. Absolutely, yes. Yes. Uh, yeah, that is perfect. <laughs> um, at some point, the the ninjas from the Lin Kuei, by the way, there's a secret ninja order called the Lin Kuei. <laughs> there's it's, two it's, secret ninja orders. Yeah, oh, yeah. There's the Lin Kuei, and then there's the Shirai Ryu. Yes. Sub Zero Sub Zero is the Lin Kuei, Scorpion was the Shirai Ryu. Um, oh, the other important thing from the first movie is that Cole is a descendant of Scorpion, and when he's about to die, he summons Scorpion from literal Christian hell. He he summons <laughs> so Scorpion for the past conservative estimate three hundred years uh, has been in literal Christian hell, and when he comes back, it's he is blood summoned from a kunai slash. Garden trowel. I it's a trowel, but it yeah, it that, becomes a kunai later. Kunais um, were supposed to do that. <laughs> uh they well they nailed it because literally it like the first scene is like his wife using it to dig up some sort of vegetable <laughs> and then he's like, I'm gonna kill a bunch of ninjas with this and it's great. So he goes to he is so mad that he's dead now and that his uh his his wife and son are dead and he thinks his daughter is dead. Or no, he hears her still crying, so he doesn't know. He's so mad that his body bursts into hellfire and goes to hell. Like, it just, like, and gone. Uh, He doesn't... There's no other explanation for it. He just turns into fire and goes to hell. And then he gets back from the blood summoning uh, that Cole does on accident, where he, like, catches it in his hand and it, like, cuts him. Uh, And he he doesn't get over here because it's a Mortal Kombat movie and you gotta do it get over here. And then he says... I have risen from hell to kill you to Sub-Zero, the coolest thing anyone's ever said in a movie. Uh, if if this were... If we had more time, I would say we should do flashbacks to Scorpion's time in hell. Um, <laughs> well, we... So, listen, Scorpion, Scorpion is important to this too, don't worry. Okay, uh, the other thing I was going to pitch is Grandpa Scorpion. Uh, but I don't think that would work. <laughs> Maybe at the end we can we'll see how we'll see what your idea is. We'll see if we can work in Grandpa Scorpion. Maybe. Um but yeah, so uh Kwai Lang is gonna show up with a bunch of Lin Kuei ninjas to take out the squad. I'm just gonna call them the squad. The the fight sure. the champions of Earth Realm. <laughs> <laughs> it's so dumb, I love it. Everyone's gonna uh, be fighting them off. Um, and at some point, someone's gonna be like yelling at Johnny Cage, activate your Archon! And he's like, what? Your Archon? It's the special power that we all have! Uh, and then he'll see like Sonya shoot her power rings or whatever through one of the ninjas, and Johnny Cage is like, what the hell? And he's gonna try and leave, but just before he leaves, I don't know, you'll just hear a gong and everyone's gonna get summoned to Outworld because it's Mortal Kombat time, damn it. 
Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm all for that. Uh, and then he, he's like, I thought this was a movie. I thought I was going to send you to my agent to negotiate. I didn't, I didn't sign up for this. And then they're like, yes, you actually did. Uh, and also it doesn't matter cause you got the, the birthmark and it would be funny if he didn't know that that was a birthmark. If he was like, I thought that was the rash that I've had forever. I never looked at it. <laughs> oh, my, my, my pitch was going to be, he, he saw it on someone else once and thought it looked cool. And so he just got a tattoo. <laughs> and then and then he like accidentally kills one of the ninjas who just so happened to have the birthmark. And so he gets it just in time to qualify. I I would be all for that. I think the only the thing with Johnny Cage, because you got to have him because they literally tease him at the end of the first movie. So he's got to be in the second one or else. What are we even doing here? Um, the, like what superpower does Johnny Cage have? Besides punching people in the crotch to death. Because, like, that's his go-to move. Is like, he does a split, punches you in the crotch, and then usually you die after that. <laughs> uh, he does that, like, little shadow, like, green shadow move forward really quick kick. I don't know if that's something we could pull from. I know they make him, like, the Shadow King of Hell in the new one. Yeah, the new one's really weird. It has to do with like parallel because everything's got a multiverse now. It's there's like parallel dimensions and there's like there's a reboot happening and they know that. I think it's Josh and Shannon have both independently tried to explain it to me and I'm like I like it when they fight each other. <laughs> uh what what I, from my understanding the plot of the most recent one is that the goddess of time has decided that all previous Mortal Kombat sucked and so she's hosting her podcast called Not If I Reboot You First where she's going to keep on resetting the timeline until she creates the perfect Mortal Kombat. <laughs> and then Johnny Cage ends up the Shadow King of of non-denominational hell. Yeah, that's that's news to me. Uh, the reason so I don't maybe I'm getting this wrong and maybe I should have done a quick Google earlier, but I think he gets these shadow powers that lets him kill elder gods. Okay. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Like, okay, yeah, you know who should have that? Johnny Cage for some reason. <laughs> maybe for this we just dial it down to shadow powers that make him punch real good. Yeah, I yeah. I think the like move forward really quick kind of attacks could be neat. And yeah. that's like enough of a like that's a superpower that'll work for you so to be like you're the you're the coolest guy now and you can do shadow stuff and send elder gods to whatever they got for a hell and he's gonna think his arcana is doing the splits because he could never do the splits before (laughs) (laughs) there's always a stunt double yeah um and unless mike demismazana can actually do the splits it will continue to be a stunt double (laughs) um Oh, and okay. Should should it come from him like defending Sonya or something? Because I know they get together at some point too. Uh, yeah, I guess. I don't know. I never like. I know that that is the thing they do in Mortal Kombat, but I never bought it even one time. Okay, (laughs) fair enough. Um, I also like in this movie, uh, that Cole is married, happily married, and has a daughter. And there's like he is always hanging out with Sonya, and it's just like perfectly platonic and it's just very nice to finally see that in like a action movie uh yeah i also i i like that i also appreciate that his family doesn't die yeah that was cool too that that was nice (laughs) i was about to say they didn't get fridged but you know if you're broad the definition (laughs) they were trapped in a completely frozen over boxing ring (laughs) they were in the the loosest sense fridged 
minus the death part. They weren't um, fridged, they, but they were refrigerated. They were yeah. refrigerated, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they were uh, put in a cooler. Um, and I think there was like six or seven kids in there, but it was just the two of them shot from a bunch of angles real quick that made it look like there was like a lot of children frozen in this boxing ring. Um, but it was just the one. I don't I don't know what they did for that part, but here we are. Anyways, then then we Mortal Kombat. And that's yes. the bulk of the middle of the film. Oh, also they'll they'll meet Kitana, who will explain like, here's some more backstory. Uh, like I'm mm. I was the princess of a really nice place called Adenia, then a guy named Shao Kahn invaded, killed my mom, clone made a nasty clone of me. That I see. I feel like we don't need to bring Melina back, but if we just say that and it's played by the same actress, I feel like it'll like cover our bases there. You know what? Fair enough. And then for uh, Mortal Kombat Tokyo Drift, we can bring Melina back. In that yeah, one. yeah, we can. Yeah. yeah, we can bring her back. And because uh, like they bring people back all the time. It's Mortal Kombat, and no one is ever fully dead. Yeah, except for sort of Sub Zero, the first one. But he comes back as a robot who can turn into smoke. He's, yeah, he's back as a robot or a ghost. Either way, I think he just prefers it that way. Yeah, <laughs> he seems happy. And, you know, that's that's important. He could have just been a guy, but he's like, no, I want to be like a shadow demon. <laughs> uh, I feel like they were like, let's bring back. We need to put a soul in this robot body. And they're like, ah, beans, we got Sub-Zero soul in there. Uh, what are we going to do? And he's like, I don't know. I'm pretty chill with it. But I'm bump. <laughs> So we'll, for the tournament, this is where we just throw in the people that we don't really need a lot of plot for. Someone can fight a Baraka. Somebody can fight a Motaro. Gotta fight a Motaro. I feel like Shiva should maybe come looking for revenge for Goro. Okay, so I I was thinking, we don't have to get into a lot of detail about the tournament, so let's just cut forward to near the ending. It's going to be Cole versus uh, Kwai, Kwai Liang. I have to keep double checking what his name is. <laughs> Sub Zero Two, and th- this whole time, like in the background, uh, Kwai Lang will be antagonizing Cole, and Cole like, "What's your deal?" and and he'll be like, uh, "Oh!" And also at the same time, Cole will be getting like the flashes of Grandpa Sub uh, of Grandpa Scorpion, it, like in the mirrors, like he was in the first movie. And Grandpa Scorpion was like, "You need to kill Kwai, uh, Kwai Lang. He's the last descendant of Sub Zero. You have to like take revenge for what was done to our family." And Cole's like, "But he's just a guy." <laughs> Yeah, didn't yeah, 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 like hey Grandpa Scorpion, didn't we do that by killing the first Sub Zero? Like, don't you think No, now you gotta kill the second Sub Zero. I don't know, Grandpa Scorpion. I feel like we I feel like we we got this one pretty wrapped up. Um eventually it will be revealed, and this is my one of the other few things I understand of Mortal Kombat lore, is that actually Scorpion killed like Sub Zero's whole monastery first. I feel like that is I, well, so Scorpion started off, and like in the game, Scorpion is like one of the main antagonists for like the first like five games, and then yeah. everyone loves Scorpion because he's like he's very cool. He rips his face off and breathes fire. He has a sometimes it's a chain with a kunai on it. Sometimes there's a mouth in his hand that spits out a little dagger thing, and he does cool tricks with that. Everyone loves uh, Scorpion. So like, what if he was actually the good guy though? But like. He definitely is also a a bad guy a little bit, at least. He was a ninja who killed people for whatever reason. So I, I like that idea that, like, hey, uh, let's just stop this cycle here. Yeah, exactly. Let's try to put so, an end to this thing, yeah. So that's going to be the whole thing, is that Cole and Kwai will realize that, oh, we're just kind of being pit against each other by our ancestors, 
in this cycle of vengeance. And Cole be like, don't, don't you like care about stuff? Don't you have loved ones? And I don't know, I don't know if he does or not, but Cole will be like, hey, I'll, I'll be like your, your guy. I'll be your bro. I'll be your bro. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I like that. Especially because like, you know, it, like it can be revealed that like, Quiet Lang's fighting for Outworld, but only because he's fighting against the people that killed Sub-Zero. Not really for Outworld. It's just like, that's sort of how the chips fell. Yeah, it's like he's never never had something to stand for. And Cole's like, wouldn't you at least rather stand for human humanity in general instead of like all these literal monsters? <laughs> uh, I like that. And and this whole thing will go, go down during their fight. So you know what they do? They're going to shake hands. And then Shang Tsung is going to angrily rise from his throne, because he's probably going to have a throne in the back. He's going to angrily rise from the throne, he's going to go, Friendship? <laughs> <laughs> and then they're, like the letters pop up. Um, I was thinking of what... So in the second movie, in uh, like the first second movie, Mortal Kombat <laughs> Annihilation, um, they do introduce the idea of animality, where you turn into an animal. Um, and it, this is... I'm confident... This did kick off uh, uh, a furry boom, I'm sure. Um, there are so many things that kicked off a furry boom, and you you can like to divide yourself into furries based on what furrified you. Oh, for sure. I I, I bet. I feel like there is definitely a Mortal Kombat sect of furries, though. Um, uh, at least they were like, oh, that's the first time I thought about it. Um, but so Liu Kang can turn into a dragon. That's cool. Everyone else turns into some people like Nightwolf turns into a wolf. Pretty standard. Rain turns into any guesses? Anybody? No googling. It's a baby elephant. Um, it, that's weird, right? It's like a pig. It's not a baby. It's a pygmy elephant. But it's still like, why does that purple ninja turn into an elephant? Who cares? <laughs> so, so maybe somebody can turn into an uh, animal and be like, that was a weird thing. Any guesses? Any guesses what scorpion turns into? It's uh also a dragon. <laughs> A penguin. That's not real. He lays an explosive egg between the opponent's legs. That can't be real. Hold on. That's not real. There's no way. Channer, you gotta be pulling our legs. It's Shiva who turns into a scorpion. Scorpion. Mortal Kombat. Animality. Why on God's green earth does Scorpion, you know the ninja from hell, why does he turn into a regulation-sized penguin? <laughs> that makes no sense. It's Mortal Kombat 3, anything goes. His name is Scorpion. You could have started there. Maybe, right? Like, I want to... Uh, okay. I need to find whoever made this decision and just find out why. <laughs> if the answer is, we thought it would be funny, then that's fair. I'll, I will accept your reasoning. But that is fully bonkers <laughs> that he turns into a penguin. Anyway, so there's that. There's the friendships. Maybe we can do some, some of those. I don't think we can fit Babality, where you get turned into a literal baby. That's the finisher in Mortal Kombat. For some yeah. reason, huh? Um, yeah, uh, they you just turn into here's a baby wearing your clothes, kind of. They don't kill the baby, so that's nice. 
But now a baby is in a very dangerous environment. Yeah. So who's to say? Yeah. But yeah, so so my options for final boss fight are either Cole. Oh yeah, and like also after Cole like breaks the cycle of vengeance, he will get the official scorpion armor instead of his shirt. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's like scorpion armor is like it's sort of like a um uh like a like a karate belt. Like this shirt is level 1. You have moved on. Now you have the whole outfit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm into that. Um so fi- final boss can either be they like they both directly engage Shang Tsung or they have to team up against uh like do we want to bring Goro back for this and then have him team up with Kentaro or do we want to have Shiva and Kentaro? I feel like Shiva I would like to keep people dead as much as possible except for like Melina who I think we in in uh uh Mortal Kombat Tokyo Drift she does get to come back. Yeah. and have like a whole story. Um but I I feel like Goro should, it's weird that they killed Goro right away but i feel like that at least you know also happened in the first mortal Kombat movie so that's fair yeah um but i think i think uh um cole versus shang sung is probably a good like main final thing and then we have like the other characters with like you know bodyguards that were waiting in the wings or whomever around like doing their own fights so we can have that this sort of the same situation that we had in the first one where it's like Everyone gets to fight somebody at the end, but not in a way that's like, hey, we forgot to do a Mortal Kombat. Go do that. Um, you're going to be in a spike pit. You're going to be in a some sort of tar place. Uh, and you're in your trailer park in Gary, Indiana, Sonia. Good luck killing Kano. And then she did that. Uh, trailer <laughs> park, Gary, Indiana in Mortal Kombat, the movie 2021. With a garden gnome. <laughs> With a garden gnome. It was very cool. <laughs> Uh, at first, it was like he goes into her house and she's like, I've lived there my whole life. So, like, she has like, it's like home alone. She has like trap doors and stuff <laughs> set up. Uh, and then they just start like fighting. And I live in a trailer currently, and they would have gone right through those walls, like, immediately. Like, there's no way any of those walls would have stood up to any amount of force. And then they end up going through a wall, landing on the yard, and she grabs the lawn gnome and stabs him. So. It's pretty cool. It's all. It's pretty cool. It's a pretty cool action scene. <laughs> but yeah, so they they do a Mortal Kombat. Earthrealm wins. The score is now nine to one instead of nine to zero. <laughs> <laughs> Does this? I don't know if you have the answer to this, or if this is a thing we get to make up for the movie. Is it like a you got to win the rest of them uh, until you get ten, or is it like a now the clock resets? You got to win ten in a row. No, I think I think it's always like Outworld is one away from winning. But also I think by the time Mortal Kombat 3 the video game came around, there was like other plot stuff going on where it's like we're not really even Mortal Kombatting anymore. This is just a normal like fight for supremacy. Yeah. And then they bring in like the cowboy and there's a guy named there's a there's a there's a character in Mortal Kombat who is a cop named Curtis. And like that's wild that they would do that <laughs> you know what a cap curtis can fight for outworld and he is gonna get his head absolutely blown off by somebody um i so i was thinking if we if if we he was like if he was gonna be on the table um the that he would get he the reason he has an arcana is because he shot an unarmed black person who had an arcana and then he got it from killing them because that's how cops usually do things these days yes um so but he's not in the movie someone said that uh the guy who played sky on spd should play striker and i think that's actually really good casting <laughs> <laughs> um 
but uh, it, we also don't need to do Striker because he's just a guy. Like he 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 fights with a he has a gun. Like, but, but we need we we need uh, fodder for the it, early rounds of the tournament. That's true. We need Shang Tsung to go ready fight. The Striker walks out with a gun. Jax walks out, deflects the bullet with his arm, and then punches Striker's head off. <laughs> or even if like Striker is on like their team because he's fighting for Earth Realm, but he's just like a shithead. And then he gets killed by, like, I don't know, the bug lady or whoever. <laughs> just, like, somebody just kills him. Because they have superpowers and they're a monster. And he's a, he has, like, flashbang grenades. And, like, that's not going to do a lot yeah. in Mortal Kombat, I don't think. I, f- I feel like even if he started for Earthrealm, he'd try and switch sides to Outworld because he's a cop. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Either way, Striker does not make it through the movie. Uh, <laughs> no matter what he does. He's he's only there so we can put a name to all these people who are getting absolutely ruckused to death. Yeah. Yeah. And then, cause like in the, in the first one, there's like Raiko, who's a big guy who I guess his arcana is hammer. I think so. His arcana is big hammer. Um, and Jackson, when they're deciding who they should go fight, when they're like, we should do a mortal Kombat Cause we're an hour and 20 minutes in the movie. Jackson's like, I got a score to settle with Raiko, a guy I, think i saw one time in the movie and so he goes and fights raiko on a spike bridge because you gotta i guess there's a guy named meat his power is that he's made of meat yeah mine too what how how is he special he's got no skin but he's still making it work that seems prone to infection at the very least i don't think that would work out very well for you Anyway, so then the the day is saved. They win the Mortal Kombat. And then I assume in the third one, they're like, well, we're doing it again because you gotta. Mm-hmm. Or Shao Kahn is the, the big bad if he doesn't make an appearance in this one. Yeah, I think I think it's a very it's a very Avengers one moment where the stinger is Shao Kahn doing fine. I'll do it myself. Yeah, that's that's a good idea. And then he, then that can be Big Dave. And he has to come on for like one day of filming. Yeah. Um, you know, in between Knives Out 2 and dunk too <laughs> <laughs> and then i guess i guess K- kitana's deal i don't know maybe we don't explore like until the last scene like we show her at the introduction we show her fighting and everyone's like well, i don't know who this mysterious chick is but she's fighting for earth realm so that's a plus she looks real familiar yeah i feel like uh I, like yeah like three quarters of the way through the movie sony should be like you're melina <laughs> like hold on a minute you're just melina and then we can be like no that's a clone blah 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 and then I'm sure there's some sort of necromancer in Mortal Kombat lore that can bring some people back. Doesn't doesn't Shinnok do a bunch of resurrections? I don't know who that is. So I barely maybe... know who that is. <laughs> uh, it's not Ermac, <laughs> who's another ninja. <laughs> but he's a ninja made out of a bunch of dead ninjas who were also who were also so angry they burst into fire. Yeah, he's uh he's like Bloodfire Ninja, the guy. Um. Mortal Kombat's a very strange video game series. Yeah, I th- I think it I think it falls, uh, like above Street Fighter, but below Killer Instinct, which itself is below Tekken. Uh, I mean, I put Mortal Kombat at the top because I do not care for. Uh, no, I'm talking about games. weirdness. Oh, weird. Oh, okay, so is Tekken weirder or less weird? I I would say I'd say Street Fighter's pretty normal, then Mortal Kombat. Actually, sure. probably then Tekken, because Tekken does have a kangaroo. And also a Velociraptor who fights the same as the kangaroo. Sure. Um, and then I want to put Killer Instinct up there, because from what I understand, Killer Instinct has the girl from the grudge. Not the literal girl from the grudge, but a girl who's essentially the girl from the grudge. 
Um, Sarah Michelle Geller. <laughs> <laughs> um, and also the Arbiter from Halo, and also the Battletoads. <laughs> yeah, throw them in. Sure, I guess. Uh, I like Super Smash Brothers, the fighting game, um, yes. which I feel like you either like one set of fighting games or the other. Yeah. Uh, also, I like Bloody Roar, which is where you turn into furries. Exactly. I was about um, to say that's, that's where other people became furries <laughs> in Mortal Kombat. Uh, you can be. That's the only game that asks, what if you could be kicked so hard you stop being a furry, though? <laughs> um, and so I don't know. I'm not going to debate the ethics of that, but it is a thing the video game does. <laughs> so. Tune in next week. We're going to make a Bloody Roar movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, a fun, it's a fun game series. Yeah, okay, so, yeah, Sonya will be like, you're Melina, and Kikana's like, no, I'm not, but but don't worry, and Raiden will show up in the background, because we haven't even mentioned Raiden, the God of Thunder, he's gonna he's, show up in yeah, the background. Yeah, he, he's, he's there, he's not allowed to interfere, wink. <laughs> He'll be like, Sonya, don't worry about it, she's cool. And then, yeah, at the end, Raiden will show up with Kitana and be like, "We've me and Kitana have been talking, this is Kitana, Princess of Edenia. There, there, we have bigger issues happening, and we have to prepare for yet another round of fighting. And they're going to be like, another tournament? He's like, no, no, more like the first one, where we're just kicking the shit out of each other. This is more like regular fighting. Yes. This is There's no, there's not very structured, there's not a bracket for this one. Uh, we just got to do a lot of regular fighting. Yes. It's more like a Mortal um, Kombat melee, rather than a Mortal Kombat brawl. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, you mentioned that you wanted to bring uh, Kung Lao back. Did, how How would you do that? The same way that we would bring other people back in that magic would happen and we'd say they're back now. <laughs> okay. So maybe he gets to come back in three then when we're when we're doing that. Yeah. Cause he also he gets his he gets his soul sucked out by by Shang Tsung. Yeah. So they're gonna have to defeat Shang Tsung to get his soul back. Maybe when they do that, his soul like they like a bunch of souls pop out and it's like the end of Scooby Doo the movie. <laughs> 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 Uh, the live action one when all the souls get to go back yeah. to their bodies. I want, yeah, I want to bring back Kung Lao, Descent of the Great Kung Lao, a phrase that they never elaborate on in the film. Which is honestly pretty great. <laughs> yeah. that they're just like, you get it. And if you don't, whatever. Moving on. <laughs> um, oh, also, I have heard Bo Raicho before because Luke Hang says it in this movie. He says that Bo Raicho found him and that's when he met Kung Lao. When he's like, you can come fight. And then that's what happened yeah that's the only other time i've ever heard that name <laughs> but yeah listen i i like him because i like him we're not just bringing him back because i think the actor max wong is real hot okay <laughs> <laughs> he's he's just such a big dork in the movie <laughs> he's such a big dork he's got a big hat with a chin strap and it doesn't it like i like i know that he is informed to be like the greatest champion earth has but he, then he dies, and we saw him kill one person using his hat, and then everyone else was like, oh, no, we're doomed without Kung Lao. And I was like, that dork with the big hat? Like, that's it? Okay. It's because he's descended <laughs> from the great Kung Lao. <laughs> Maybe if I knew who that guy was, too, that was, you know, but uh, again, they didn't elaborate. Apparently, okay, so way back when I was trying to understand Mortal Kombat, I watched, like, the final ending scene, ending cutscene from Mortal Kombat 11, in which Liu Kang has become the new god because Raiden gave him the power of being a god, and then he he travels back in time to meet the Great Kung Lao, and he's like, you're the Great Kung Lao. And the Great Kung Lao says, no, I'm just a guy. 
And Liu Kang's like, don't worry, you're gonna be the great Kung Lao. <laughs> that's, that's dumb. <laughs> it's Mortal Kombat. I think Mortal Kombat has, I think every single person has an ending where they become a god. Yeah, I think including in Mortal Rambo. Kombat 11, that is like the whole deal. It's like everyone gets to be a god in their ending to various uh, degrees. And that's probably where Johnny Cage becomes the yeah. Shadow King of non-denominational hell. Actually, uh, uh, in in John Rambo's ending, you know, jo- John Rambo from the films? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Sylvester yeah, Stallone's character? Yeah, his PTSD character? Yeah. yeah. He, he, he shows up in Mortal Kombat and defeats the Goddess of Time. And then he, he in his cutscene, he's like, I thought of all the things that I could do when I... <laughs> I'm trying to do Sylvester Stallone. It sounds like JFK from Clone High. I, I do not. I think you walked right by Stallone, right squarely into Kennedy territory. I, I was I was gonna become a god and change time for the better, but I realized that that made me no better than the big wigs in Washington. So I let the power pass me by. <laughs> Is Rocky also in that game? That's Sylvester Stallone's boxing OC. Not uh, no, but it'll probably be in the next one. Why did whose dad decided who the bonus characters in Mortal Kombat 11 were going to be? Because it's Cause Robocop, it's... Rambo, and I think Arnold Schwarzenegger's Terminator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the older Terminator, not the younger Terminator. Yeah, yeah. We we need to get new dads in here. <laughs> younger dads need to pick who's going to be in Mortal Kombat. Uh, I will. I will not be surprised if Tommy Oliver shows up in either the next Mortal Kombat or the next Injustice. Oh, that do mm, I don't know. Ha, do 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 Hasbro have anything to do with they? They don't. But like, neither do Dark Horse or IDW, and the Turtles and Hellboy still got to show up in Injustice. Okay, I feel like I feel like Hasbro might be a li- also. Maybe he won't because Tommy is is uh, pseudo canonically friends with Ryu from Street Fighter. And so maybe he's chosen uh, his fighting game that he has, has pledged allegiance to. It's true. But have you have you considered that um, uh, Jason David Frank has probably left 1,000 messages on Ed Boon's answering machine? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there was a, there was a, a time where he Jason David Frank absolutely could have been in a Mortal Kombat 3. If, they would have, if Annihilation would have made some money and they would have made a third one, I feel like he would have been brown ninja or air mac or whomever (laughs) recast johnny cage again but he looked different (laughs) right third johnny cage this one gets spit out of the flower that he gets et by (laughs) (laughs) oh james remar uh replaced uh christopher lambert as raiden that's right a white guy replaced a white guy as the japanese god of thunder and uh, it was it was James Remar the second time, which is such a weird call. Um, anyway, <laughs> yeah, I forgot when Lindsay made the Highlander joke. I was like, wasn't wasn't there Highlander in World Combat? Yes, <laughs> yeah, Christopher Lambert played Raiden, and he was, you know, Christopher Lambert about it. So it was, it was how if you like it, it was probably pretty good. If you're not a fan, it was not because he doesn't have a lot of range in my experience yeah. no my, my favorite part of Mortal Kombat 2 Annihilation is when Kitana sees her mother Sindel alive and she goes mother you're alive Sindel goes too bad you will die <laughs> it is a great line reading <laughs> probably her first line reading and only line reading I cannot imagine there being other takes 
when and still picking that one. When I when I talk about the Viper Memorial Award for best worst line reading, that's the kind of line I'm thinking about. <laughs> oh, this Viper is. I feel bad about how bad she was at acting. <laughs> you know what? Viper herself could be a Mortal Kombat character. Viper could. Viper, she could pull up in her Viprari <laughs> and tool it around in her car. I remember how Viper got et by her mom in the end of Lightspeed and then just showed up in the Time Force yeah. crossover like nothing yeah. happened? That was fun. <laughs> She's a girl boss. <laughs> <laughs> Glad that happened. <laughs> glad, glad she gaslight get gatekeeps the girl boss her way out of her mom's stomach in literal Christian hell. Yep, <laughs> where we left her to go hang out with a mutant man from the future. <laughs> Power Rangers. Power Rangers is Mortal Kombat for children in a way. If you think about it, <laughs> there is a very direct Power Rangers to Mortal Kombat to comic books pipeline. Oh, yeah. for, for sure. <laughs> both, both enjoying and writing for. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Um. All right, Jake. Is there anything else you can think of for Mortal Kombat Two? Uh, I I wrote down a couple notes. I think we covered everything. Um. Uh. I just, just, Shiva, who, who maybe we can get in here. Maybe not. Maybe we save her for the third one. Um, I do think I do. I think Cole's uh, family should factor in if for no other reason than I looked up his wife on Wikipedia and she might be my favorite actress ever in terms of work schedule. Oh, she does one movie every two or three years. She's done a total of 16 episodes of five different shows since 2009. And that's it. And then she, she does like one movie every two to three years. And I and I guess just coasts on that. And I I was just looking at how bare bones it was. I was like, this is perfect. You have a great you're you are working the system exactly the way you ought to be. Yep. <laughs> um. But I think her daughter, because her daughter, uh, their their daughter in the movie is like, uh, uh, Cole's corner man, and also like, analysis, and she has like a pretty good eye for fighting. And I don't know if that could play. If she gets taken to Mortal Kombat and she's like giving tips, I don't think that would be. I don't think that would work. But I just, it's a thought I had. I mean, listen, I I hate to say it, but I feel like the budget for Mortal Kombat Two, the real one, will be lower. But then they can bring out like whatever sponsored tablet computer, and she can video chat with her dad. <laughs> she's on an iPad, she, or she she would be on a on a Windows Surface or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I feel like the budget. I feel like the budget will be a little higher, but that's that's just uh, wishful thinking yeah. more than anything. Sonya holds up the tablet, and Cole's daughter is like watching the fight, and then during like they, he called timeout, and they're like, "You can call a timeout during Mortal Kombat." Like someone's about to straight up impale him. <laughs> He's like, "Hang on, hang on," and they're just so shocked. They're like, "Is that?" Someone check the book. Maybe it's, and then you know, even if he's like that's not, then he'll have had enough time to regroup anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, free time he, out. <laughs> while they're trying to figure it out, he'll run over like, "Okay, what's the scoop?" And his daughter will be like, "Kick him in the knees or something like that." He hates getting punched in the crotch. <laughs> and then Johnny Cage's like, "That's my maneuver." Um, I also think his daughter, if at any, if 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 she's not in the movie for anything else, she should be a Johnny Cage movie fan. Yes, um, and then like. Like before he goes off to out realm or whatever to like 
do Mortal Kombat. He calls her, he video, he FaceTimes her. And she's like, hold on, is that Johnny Cage behind you? And he's like, yeah, don't worry about it. He's like, no, I'm going to worry about it. Let me talk to Johnny Cage, my favorite actor. They're, they're, they're going to like be in a, like a better safe house than the first movie. And like just calling each other as they're going to see Johnny Cage. And his daughter goes, dad, if you do not get Johnny's autograph, then I will defeat you in Mortal Kombat. <laughs> <laughs> also, um, her IMDb doesn't list her age, but it lists her height as 5'7", so I'm thinking, like, in a couple of years, she might be able to, like, at least get an action scene. Yeah, Mortal Kombat 3. Yeah? Scorpion's great, 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 great granddaughter <laughs> is here, and she's got a knife on a rope. What are you going to do? Hmm? Yeah. How you going to act? This is Kid Scorpion, and she's here to kick your ass. They're going to send one, I don't know, who's the, really, uh, they're going to send Havoc after her in the third movie, in the opening scene, and she's going to absolutely whoop him, and at some point say, do you honestly think my dad didn't teach me how to fight? Right, yeah. Like, yeah. I hang, like my part-time job is his cornerman in <laughs> MMA. I know some stuff. <laughs> um, That's what I was saying about Grandpa Scorpion, is if, if the movie takes place, and, you know, maybe Scorpion comes back, and he's just like, hey, I'm just, I get to be just Grandpa Scorpion now, and he's just like a doting grandfather. Over his great, 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 et cetera, granddaughter. Yes. Uh, maybe we can save that for the third one, too. We'll yeah. see what happens. Um, but that's all I got. That's everything I had. All right. Uh, in that case, I'm going to stab this friendship promo. Get over here! Well, hello there, young adventurer. I've been waiting for you. We've met before, don't you remember? Ah, no worries. I'm quite forgetful myself. The other sparks are waiting for you. Leviath, Shuey, Theo, and Brandy. They've had such wonderful tales to tell. A truly marvelous story. I wonder which one of them will be the chosen one. Perhaps none of them will. Perhaps it will be you. The morning's coming soon. I have to leave now. Will I see you again? I sure hope so. Is a story really a story if there's no one to tell it to? Goodbye for now, adventurer. Chosen Ones is a visual novel-style D&D podcast on YouTube that releases every Thursday at 1pm CST. Find us on Twitter at Chosen Ones D&D. Come adventure with us. Alright, Jake, where can you be found on the internet? I am on Twitter at JJ underscore Mason. I have a lot of podcasts. Uh, I got the Morphin Grid, which is a Power Rangers podcast. Uh, we're in Mystic Force. Uh, depending on when this goes out, Tanner uh, has been on another episode or will be on another I'm, episode. I'm on an episode in like six days. Okay. Uh, so probably so like coming three up. weeks from when the listeners hear this, I want to say. <laughs> okay. We're also ahead. So who knows uh, what our delay on that is going to be from recording. Yeah. Uh, two or three weeks after that. So soon Tanner's going to be on an episode of that talking about Mystic Force. A pretty good season of Power Rangers, despite some very crunchy acting and a lot of accents. It is another show that has an Australian accent. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It has a lot of them, but only one of them is there on purpose. Um, There's Pokemon World Tour United, which is uh, Pokemon actual play. There's Cool Kiss Table, which is on hiatus, uh, but we'll be back at some point. Um, There's PWT which will be back at some point, or it won't be, who knows? Uh, Kingdom Smarts, which is a Kingdom Hearts podcast. We're doing Kingdom Hearts 3 now, the thing people have been yelling at us about for, like, four years. 
Um, we got a review once saying, you're never going to get to Kingdom Hearts 3 by the time it comes out. And we said that was never the intention. Um, but we're here now, and it's off to a good start. I cried in the first episode of it. Um, and there's Hard Reboot, which is like this show, but only public domain properties. So if you like this, you might like that. We should do a crossover at some point. We've never talked about that. We, but we should, should. We should. We probably should do that. And that's it. Spectre's James Bond podcast. Now the episodes are very long. And I think that's for real the last podcast I do. <laughs> All right. Lindsay, how about yourself? Um, I can be found on Twitter at LindsayM476. It's Lindsay spelled with an A. And you can get to all my other social media bullshits from there. Tanner, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at SparkyUpstart and on Instagram at SparkyYoungUpstart. You can also find this very podcast on Twitter at N-I-I-R-Y-F-Pod. Those are the letters for not a fire boot you first and they're pronounced FATALITY. You can also email us at notifireboutyoufirst at gmail.com where you can send us your comments, critiques, criticisms, and your dad chosen crossovers for Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Put Columbo in Mortal Kombat. Punch from Chips is going to be in Mortal Kombat next. <laughs> and Waylon Jennings, if my dad had any say in it. The, the lead from NCIS. <laughs> yeah. One of Clint Eastwood's characters. Actually, that... They're all the same. They're, yeah. they're, I would put money on the man with no name and probably like Dirty Harry. Mal from Firefly in Mortal Kombat 12. Yeah. Easy. Now that Disney owns it, it might be a little tricky. Oh, that's right. Disney do own it. Does di 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 Disney do own Fox now. <laughs> so. Does Disney own Buffy? Technically, yes. That's, oh, yeah, that's right, because I can watch it on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, you can. I can. That, it's on Hulu down true. here. I can watch uh, Jennifer's Body on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> Is it just the Wild West up in Canada? <laughs> they won't even put Blade on there, and that's a Marvel comic book movie. <laughs> the, 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 buck, the most Buckwild thing I've seen so far is getting Instagram story ads for Pam and Tommy through the Disney Plus Canada account. Like, hey, you want to... <laughs> Fire up Disney Plus and watch the docudrama about Pamela Anderson's sex tape. Do you not have Hulu up there? No, we Hulu don't. No, we don't. We have Disney stars. Plus. Yeah, which is, it's not even a separate system. It's like, your your monthly subscription fee went up $1, and now you get all the Hulus. But only the Disney side of Hulu. What are you doing up there? Are you guys okay? <laughs> CRTC is it's, wild. It's weird right stuff. Yeah. <laughs> we we had Glee on Netflix an extra six months longer than the States did before they finally rectified that. Well, that's, you know, <laughs> that's, sacrifices had to be made. Maybe that's you know? the one good thing about being attached to Quebec. Different standards. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyways, uh, Lindsay mentioned that email address, and that email address is also where you could send us a friendship promo, be it an audio clip or a proof for us to read. Either way, we'll put in a free ad for your podcast or your YouTube or even your DeviantArt. Not if I reboot you first, as a member of the Corner Podcast Network, and you can talk more about this show or others on the network via our Corner Podcast Discord. Our cover art, as always, is by Alex, and her work can be found on ptchew.com, and our theme music is done by our friend Sean Clake, whose contact info is available upon request. This podcast is recorded on Treaty 4 territory. The traditional lands, the Cree, Sotol, and Assiniboine, and homeland of the Métis. Jake, thank you so much for being our sort of guest for this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, guest for enough, I guess. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Next time I'm on, we're doing Powerpuff Girls. I'm just going to say that right now. <laughs> Fair enough, I'll put it in the calendar. <laughs> after, after like, the three other nebulous, we'd like to be on by our schedule as weird guests. <laughs> 
I was I was glad it was another episode of me just explaining a thing to Lindsay one-sidedly. Instead, it was two people explaining a thing to Lindsay yeah. one-sidedly. <laughs> yeah. No, my lungs thank you both. Fair enough. Yeah, this, this, this is a, a planned thing. <laughs> <laughs> the COVID totally was not <laughs> unexpected. Anyways, Lindsay, your, your lungs better be good next week because you you have chosen to take upon yourself the People's Choice Project next yep. time. Yeah. It's a project. <laughs> anyway. It's it's only a project because we have to one-up the Muppets. Yeah, somehow. Y'all doing Treasure Island? We, we, we're doing a Treasure Island. We're doing a Treasure okay, Island. Okay, well, yeah, go, good luck. <laughs> Y'all watch Black Sails? <laughs> I have watched Black Sails, so I'm, I'm thinking something along that lines. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, until next time, we'll sail that ship, but not if we reboot you first. Bye. Bye.